Kobe taught us to be better. Don't cheat me. Push it, push it. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walk and walk and talk and talk. Better blacker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form. Focus. Better friend. Better fighter. Better rider. Better eater. Mm -hmm. Better leader. Better generation. Better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player. Better shooter. Better scorer. Better goat. Yep. Better goat. Better mentor. Mm -hmm. Better minor. Major. Mover. Shaker. Better skater. Better artist. Yeah. Better teacher. Better preacher. Better believer. Better first. Better future. Better hero. Again. Better hero. Better mother. Yeah. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better me. Better you. Better us. Mamba out. Better. Forever. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? That's the game. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time. One of your favorite sportsologists, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., back in the building for another episode. And remember, folks, that I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. So once again, I'm in the studio solo by my lonely. One more time, just want to give a congratulations to my man, Black, um, and his beautiful wife. They welcome a brand new, healthy baby boy into the world a few days ago so my man is you know holding it down uh at the crib but we're gonna get black in on the phone um and we're gonna discuss a lot of things that went down in the sports world uh this past week so hope everybody out there is doing well doing great of course thank you for all the support uh that you give the sports disc each and every week so i want to start off uh today's show with a conversation well i want to put my two two cents in on this conversation so over the past one to two weeks we've been going back and forth about you know who is the true goat who is the 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 the, the best winner in sports history of course, we hear the names like Michael Jordan. We, we we hear names like LeBron James. Just recently, we hear Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. That is who we refer to him as here on the sports desk. But there's a name that doesn't get talked about a lot. As a matter of fact, I honestly think she gets kind of swept up under the table unless she's in the moment of dominating what she's done uh, for a very long time. And I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. Now, I mentioned on this podcast maybe a couple of weeks ago that 
I was conceding it to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. of being the GOAT, flat-out GOAT, no matter what sport, greatest winner. Yes, he has seven Super Bowl rings, undoubtedly and unquestioned. But my thing is, when we get into team sports, is you have to have help. Tom Brady needed that Bucks defense to be on. Tom Brady needed that coaching staff to be locked in. Uh, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles, those guys had to be locked in, a collective effort, so to speak. Same thing with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. I don't care what none of you say. Everybody like to think that Mike went out there and won all those titles on his own. And we all know that's not the case. A la Steve Kerr, a la John Paxson, a la the addition of Dennis Rodman, the triangle offense, Phil Jackson, so forth, and so on, Chicago Bulls, a true dynasty, six championships in eight years. And then we move on to LeBron James. LeBron's story is different. Brady stayed in one place for 20 years, plus one with the Bucks. Jordan stayed as his whole career in Chicago to let a lot of people tell it. But we're not going to mention those wizard years right now. But LeBron James has won in Miami. He has won in Cleveland. He has won in L.A. Wherever LeBron has gone, of course, he hoists the Larry O'Brien Trophy in the Finals MVP. Different circumstances, different coaches, different systems, different coats for crying out loud. Just a little bit more difficult, but at the same time, it is a team sport. A la down 3-1, game seven in the Oracle. Kyrie Irving with one of the biggest shots, if not the biggest shot. In NBA Finals history, catapulting the Cleveland Cavaliers to winning a title. The addition of Anthony Davis with the Los Angeles Lakers, catapulting the Lakers to supremacy, winning the championship last year. And, of course, LeBron joining Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh down in South Beach. Very good, a healthy group of young superstars in their primes winning titles. But when we talk about Serena Williams, there's no one else out there with Serena Williams except her opponent, a tennis ball, and a tennis racket. And I watched the uh, Australian Open final with her and Naomi, and greatness is an understatement. When Serena Williams took the floor, I got chill bones watching Serena walk out to the court, getting ready to go for her 24th Grand Slam championship against Naomi Oscar. But then I got to thinking, man. I said, man, let me do my research. Let's look up some numbers, man. Serena Williams has played in a total of 33 Grand Slam. Serena Williams has been playing tennis since, I believe, 1998, 1999. Her and her sister from Cotton, California, coming down and just really taking this tennis game and making it their own. And Serena grew to be the more uh, skilled, not to disrespect Venus, but the more skilled, the more dominant, the more powerful tennis player of the two. And she took off. Hence her 23 Grand Slam wins. Let me say that again. She played in 33 Grand Slams. And she has won 23. Three of them. Now, we're not even going to go to the Olympics. We're not even going to go to the doubles when her and her sister team up. They win championships there. Serena Williams is all on her lonely. She's responsible for offense and defense. She wins and loses on her performance and her performance alone. 
Serena Williams, and we gloss over this, the woman was pregnant with her beautiful daughter Olympia. And what did Serena Williams do? Win a grand slam. And then she went off to go have a child. Dominance, power, fear, world ranked number one for a decade. And some. So when we have this conversation about Brady, when we have this conversation about LeBron, when we have this conversation about Jordan. Let's make sure we add Serena Williams into that conversation. Now, I'm not here to say who's better. On any given day of the week, I might give you another name, a different name. Brady, Jordan, LeBron, Serena. But as I watched her play, as Serena's career looked like it is dwindling down, and throughout the entire broadcast, they went back and just showed clip after clip after clip. And then you heard all of her contemporaries, all of the people who watched her from day one, speak, speak on her dominance, speak on her will to win, her passion to win. Her cashing in time after time after time. Do you know how many opponents were unfortunate enough to run into Serena Williams where they could not have their dreams come true? 23 people. By far, by far a feat that we probably will never see again unless Oscar Naomi can get it going. And by God, the way she looks, she quite possibly can. But I'm here to talk about dominance. 73 total victories. She's only lost 25 championship matches. That is almost a 74.74% win percentage. Do the math. It'll tell you what how accurate she is when she's winning. So I want to open up this show and, 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 and put it out there. That when y'all talking about the greatest of all time, no matter what sport, no matter what you play, no matter what you do. Let's make sure we talk about Serena Williams right alongside LeBron James, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. And quite frankly, it really doesn't matter what anyone comes up with. Because those four individuals are four individuals that we have never seen. And quite frankly, it's rare when you get people like that. So we're going to enjoy them. We're going to talk and debate all day, all night to the end of time. But I'm going to do my part and make sure I include the great, the iconic, groundbreaking Serena Williams. All right, man, like I said, man, starting the show, man, we're going to get black in here in just a few. We're going to run through a couple of things uh, before we get uh, black in here. And I know you guys are missing your top five. I know you guys are missing your star, but you're cunning. And what did you do's and can't. We're going to get back to those. I just don't feel right doing them without black. So we're getting straight to the main dish, man. Well, not quite. We're, we're doing some appetizers right now, but we're going to get straight to the main dish in just a second, man. So let's go ahead and get into our sound of the week. And man, at one point, man, I couldn't stand Draymond Green. I couldn't stand a big mouth, blabber mouth, day in and day out for many, many years. But man, Draymond Green has turned into one of my favorite people, not only his energy and his effort on the court needs to be respected, but just how fearless he is to talk and say the things that he's been saying. So Draymond Green took to the podium last week and he discussed an interesting thing. Now, me and a couple of people I know, we always talk pro player, pro owner. Shout out to my guy, Charles Evans. We, me and him always have this debate. I'm pro player. 
I don't have a problem with no player, basketball, football, or baseball wanting out a different situation. The Deshaun Watson uh, situation, I'm with Deshaun. James Harden, I'm with James Harden. Anybody who wants out, I am with the player. No doubt about it. Why? That player wants out for a specific reason. They're not just wanting out just because. There's dominoes, and the dominoes have fallen over. And that's why these players want out. So I'm always going to be pro player. Draymond Green got into why basically players need a lot more respect. Players need a lot more attention. And there's always a, 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 a split down the middle. The owners view things one way and they get away with it. But when the players speak and they talk, oh, boo, shame on you. Shut up. Feel, fulfill your contract. You making millions of dollars. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So shout out to Draymond Green. This is our sound of the week, man. And y'all just listen carefully what Draymond got. To watch Andre Drummond before the game. Uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer and he's not good in someone's locker room and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game, and we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional, and if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this, you can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? Yeah, man. So that's Draymond Green. Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors keeping it beyond real, man. Keeping it beyond real. Like I totally agree with Draymond and and how can you not how can you not these players have the ultimate say so because why they're the billion dollar owner and then you got versus the million dollar player but that's why I love the NBA because the players have the leverage why 
because the Houston Rockets, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep James Harden and keep your organization going in turmoil? What are you going to do? You're not going to go reach out and get a blockbuster package in return? That's what they did. Look what they're left with. You got a budding John Wall, Victor Oladipo. You got some Tristan Woods, really nice young players that you can build around with future first-round picks. That's what Boston did. That's what Boston did when they was terrible and they was trading off things. So what are you going to do? I think it's a win-win for both teams where you got a superstar player. You're not going to win a title. Most of these teams are not going to win a title when these, when these players won out. You're not going to win a title anyway. So you want to keep butts in the seats and you want to sell to your fan base here. This is what we're doing to try to get a winning product on the field, on the court, however you want to put it. So I'm definitely always pro player because these owners can do what they did to Drummond but you want to castrate and boil James Harden for wanting to trade. It, it can't be both ways. It cannot be both ways. So y'all chime in. Y'all hit me up. What y'all think? Y'all think Draymond tripping? Y'all don't agree with him? Y'all think I'm tripping? You know, do you agree? Do you disagree? I would love to hear from my listeners. Are you pro player or are you pro owner? Should you fulfill your obligations or should you speak up and demand a change when things are not going the way that, you know, um, you know, that they could be, that they could do, that they could be, all right? So, all right, so let's go ahead and get into our tweet of the week. We're going to be getting uh, my guy Black uh, in here in just a second, but um, this past weekend, man, um, I'm a huge fight fan, huge mixed martial arts fan. Uh, I'm a huge boxing Well not huge I just became a huge boxing fan But I love boxing I always loved it But I'm really in the MMA So this past weekend man We had a UFC on ESPN UFC Fight Night man And uh, you had a major 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 main event take place uh, With Derek Lewis and Curtis Blaze Which ended in Derek Lewis totally obliterating Curtis Blaze. You might have seen it on ESPN or social media, but he hit him with an uh, uppercut when Blaze was going low and sat my man down, man, getting the win in the uh, second round. So, uh, Little Wayne, man, he put out a, 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 a tweet, and this is our tweet. Lil Wayne put out a tweet. He was watching the fight, man. Here's what he had to say, man. He said, that man said Herb Dean, the referee, it's Herb Dean's fault. Man, Slime is still unconscious as I write this. Bruh, I've been telling y'all about D. Lewis since back back. Man, Dana, I told you I got to come see that man live, bruh. <laughs> That was Weezy, man. I appreciated that, man, because it's showing how the sport of MMA is growing. If you haven't seen it, just Google it, YouTube it. Derek Lewis, Curtis Blazing, you'll see that vicious, vicious knockout, man. So I just want to show Weezy F Baby some love, man, for showing the MMA world uh, some much-needed attention, man. So, like I said, if you haven't seen that knockout, hey, man, go treat yourself, man, to a ooh and a ah moment, all right? All right, man, let's see, let's see what we got, what we got, what we got going on. So, up next, man, I think that's pretty much it, man. We're getting ready to call Black in here, but we're going to go down a few things. So, it's going to be a different type of style today, man. We're going to do like a, uh, like the show PTI. We got just a, a docket, a lot of things jumping up in the docket. 
Um, we're not going to have the break, broke down segments, you know, the NBA music, the NFL music today. We're just going to run down through the topic since we got black calling in via telephone. Uh, it'll just go smoother that way, man. But we hope y'all enjoy the conversations that, uh, me and black are, um, giving y'all, man. So like I said, get ready to call black in, uh, just one second. Hey, this reduced lunch sports. Hold on, let me turn that, uh, game. Come on now. We can't have the drops like that, so we got to run that back. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? All right, we just had to gotta get get a couple of those off. All right, man, let's go ahead and get my man's black on the phone. Hopefully he answers for us, man. And we're gonna get in here, we're gonna talk uh that talk, man, that y'all love. Hello. Black. What's up, man? Hey, man, I need you to turn your phone up. I need you to do something for me, man. I can barely hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you a little better. I gotta see. I gotta see what kind okay. of phone Freddie Bricks got, cause he be he be piercing through the studio, uh, thing, man. But uh, we gonna we gonna make it happen. Yeah, we gonna make it rock, man. Got, but how you doing, I man? Got I'm doing good, man. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I don't know what you do. You are you using the headphones or what you got going on? No, I got I got the phone to my to my ear. Try to put it on speaker and turn it up. See if that's better. Okay. What about now? That's Mu- better? Yes, yes, much better. Okay. Much all better. Right, all right. All right, black man. Let's go ahead and get it to us. So you doing good, man? Doing good, doing good, man. Just uh, been chilling. Uh, you know, me and my wife we celebrating the birth of our. Uh, a baby Tristan on Valentine's Day. You know, thank the Lord for that. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I let I, I let our listeners know, man, that you welcome a new bundle of joy into this world. Uh, just a few days ago, man. So of course, congratulations on giving me another godson. Yes, sir. No problem, my boy. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Black. You ready to talk some sports, man? Yeah, man, let's get to it, man. All right, man, let's go ahead and kick off, man. Let's get down, uh, down, well, not down. Let's go across country, man. Let's start off with the Los Angeles Lakers, as always, man. So, tough week for the Lakers, Black. Tough week. We had Anthony Davis go down with injury. Lakers on a two-game skid, falling from second to third. Very, very, um, very, very tough times to be a Laker fan right now, Black. So, let's go ahead and start off with you. Black, just what are your thoughts right now? Well, what are your thoughts on the last week uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, man? Um, like you said, it's been a tough week, and not only just a, not only just a tough week. Um, I can say this really started a week ago with all the overtime games we were having with teams we don't supposed to be going to double and triple overtime with, and right. last to the shot wins games we're supposed to be dominating. It, right, it feels it feels it feels like it's been. You know, a few weeks since we really dominated one of the teams in the NBA that we have played. Right. And I'm not saying that from the Lakers. I don't know if it's Anthony Davis, you know, not being there, but we still have LeBron. And and and, and with even with just LeBron, this is one of the better cast of players that he's played with in his career. Yeah. Without without AD being there, in, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, because okay. I'm telling you this. I, I, I for damn sure would have took Kyle Kuzma in Cleveland. <laughs> I got you. you. Know, when he was in Cleveland, but I'm saying the thing I'm trying to get at is 
the people the, the people around LeBron are very good, but for some reason, man, I just it, it just ain't working, and I don't know what's going on. We we really really miss AD. Yeah. Now I'm seeing everything slow. Now I'm really seeing everything. You asked me this a couple months ago or last year mm-hmm. about everything flowing through AD. I would say no, you are wrong. Everything mm-hmm. go through LeBron, but no, everything goes through AD. I'm mm-hmm. really seeing that now, and. But, man, just the performances, man, uh, over this last week, man, just, you know, the way we got beat by Brooklyn. Yeah. It's just, I was I, I was totally upset with that game, you know. Brooklyn just did what they wanted to do, and, and offensively, defensively. And, I mean, they made DeAndre Jordan look like a star, like he was young DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on, man? Yeah, man. But LeBron came and did his thing, but we know – what LeBron can do, I I just really believe that, like LeBron said in his press conference, he got to make some adjustments and some changes because right. the game got to the game got to be played different with AD out. You Correct. Know, still playing the game like AD is involved and he's not. Right. And D something has to happen with Marcus Something. Oh my god. Oh my god. Something has to happen. Like I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of seeing it no disrespect <laughs> to him great great champion what two time no one time two time defensive no. player of the year one, one time one. one time defensive player of the year okay one time defensive player great player over his career but he's not getting the job done he's on the defense the on the defensive side on the defensive side of the ball i really think him and trez need some help down there they need some help you know they need they need to add another big body and i'm crossing my fingers hoping that you know, big cuz can come to LA. But sure. Nevertheless, man, I just you know very disappointed with this last week, especially you know against the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami game. That was a tough, tough pill to swallow too, as well. <laughs> that last scenario where we had a chance to win the game, I don't know what was going on there. Um, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I, I just, I just feel like Alex Caruso wasn't the one that's supposed to. Uh, take that shot, but it looked like to me if I'm looking, if, if I'm sitting right looking at the replay, when I was looking at the replay it don't seem like nobody was moving, like everybody was standing around waiting for LeBron to do something Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm about to tell you You know, every, yeah, it wasn't nobody moving around, like i seen a few people look like they got their hands on their heels just in awe <laughs> and waiting for LeBron to make a big play and yeah. double team so, somebody got to get open and Alex Caruso was so Shot that he got the ball and he just he just dorked it when he shot it. Yeah, he didn't even think the ball was coming to him. So yeah, but uh, yes, man, the last two games been tough. You know, not used to seeing the Lakers lose back to back. Hopefully, this week we can get things back on track and 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 figure some things out, man, and figure out how we can get some wins without AD there because we're not going to have him for four weeks. So we need to figure something out because. Uh, I really believe this seed and everything is going to be very critical this year. At the beginning, before NBA season started, we were talking about it. I said it wouldn't play a major part, but not having AD in the mix, I think these next couple of weeks are going to be very critical, and especially moving forward with seeding yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, so for me, um, for me, Black with the Los Angeles Lakers, man, I'm just going to keep it real, man. You know, week in and week out, and probably for the last year or so, we just been out here, you know, screaming and hollering about the Los Angeles Lakers and probably making people throw up all over the country, my boy, when they hear us talk about the Lakers and LeBron James. 
but I'm I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up, man. And I'm 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 gonna just be totally real, man, just from what I'm seeing. Now my concern with the Lakers long term going forward down into the playoffs, I am not. I am not concerned. So I'm just gonna stick with my sentiments for right now. I got three things for you, Black. Number one, Anthony Davis, even before the injury, something was going on. Now I don't know if he was dealing with this pain in his leg and it wasn't really being spoke about in the media and he was being cautious i don't know if that was it or you know or was it just something mental going on with ad personal going on with ad because this was the year that the torch was supposed to be passed especially on the offensive things uh from lebron to anthony davis when carrying the heavy load for the offense this was supposed to be the year especially coming off of a championship Secondly, Anthony Davis goes down. I said, okay, I still believe in the Lakers because why? We got the best player in the world, LeBron James, and we got a pretty good supporting cast. But I'm going to backtrack all the way back when we let go JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. We say here on this podcast and we said, the loss of those two guys are going to show up at some point in time. Now, were we excited about the offensive IQ of Mark Gasol? He can shoot the three. He can pass out the post. Of course. But Mark Gasol can barely walk on the court. He can't walk. Let alone run. He literally can't do anything, Black. When it comes to defense, he literally has cement in his shoes. I miss Dwight Howard. Yes, sir, he does. And I miss JaVale (laughs) McGee. Why? Because they were athletic bigs who had great footwork would challenge everything at the rim. The only player that we have on our roster that can challenge somebody at the rim is Anthony Davis. And he is not available for the next three weeks. So you know what that means? We go to the Miami Heat game. I ain't even going to go to the Brooklyn game because the Brooklyn game was an anomaly. And here's why I say that. Those role players were on fire from three. James Harden and Kyrie Irving really didn't do big damage. Those role players were just on fire. Jeff Green, Harris, Sh- uh, 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 Shamash, or whatever you say his last name, them boys was on. They wouldn't miss. When we go to this Miami Heat game, they pick and rolled us to death. Yes, they did. Pick Kendrick Nunn and Jimmy Butler pick and rolled us to death, and everybody had a chance to get a layup on the Lakers. Everybody. Defensively, Our weaknesses are going to show the next three weeks. So in my opinion, Frankie V got to go earn his paychecks now. What is he going to do? What lineups is he going to create? The Lakers are looking like they need to run small, Black. They just need to run small to Anthony Davis get back. And I agree with you. They just need to run small. We got to score points. We got to push the ball up court. Now I'll give it to Kyle Kuzma, Black. He's been playing pretty well this season. I'll give it to Kuzma. He's been playing pretty well. He's been a little bit more consistent than we're used to seeing him. So I'll give him that. But look, man, the time is not for Kyle Kuzma. You want to get looked at like Jason Tatum? You want to get looked at like Jalen Brown? You want to get looked at uh, as as some of these guys around the league who are in the third and fourth year like you? It's time, man. You in the starting lineup. You got to be averaging 20 points to Anthony Davis get back. No ifs, ands, buts about it. You were six foot nine. You can score at all three levels. You can get to the cup. You can shoot the mid range, and you can shoot the three. It's time. It's time. So the Lakers losing to the Nets. 
The Lakers losing to the Heat. The Lakers losing to the Nuggets. The Lakers are one and three in their last four games. Come on, man. We, what we going to do? And thank God the Clippers <laughs> lost to the Nets last night or we'll be the three seed in the West. So due to the Clippers beat, losing to the Nets, we jumped back up to number two yesterday. But we only up one game. The Utah Jazz are running wild out here. Yep, they are. So all in all, Black, am I concerned for the long run? I am not. But right now, we have some major issues. LeBron James cannot play 44 minutes a game. He can't. He cannot do it. But it looks like he's going to have to, Black. Because when LeBron goes sit down, it reminds me of them Cleveland days. We be up 10. LeBron come back, down 5. KCP, Morris, TGT. Like, what's up? Wesley Matthews, if you don't step up, me and Black are booking plane tickets and we coming to Los Angeles. Yes, we are. Wes yes, Matthews we are. has been a disappointment, Black. He got to get right. So, And we really miss the we really shooter. Of course. We really miss the shooter as well. Of course, yes. I would have felt better having Schroeder. I would have felt better having yes. Schroeder out there against the Heat and the Nets because I would have loved to see Schroeder on Kyrie. And 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 history tells us Dennis Schroeder gets a gets the best of Kyrie Irving a lot more times than people like to give him credit for. Yeah. So so that's just my take on the Lakers. Uh, Black. Right now, am I frustrated? Yes. Am I concerned? I'll say no. I'd rather Anthony Davis sit these three to four weeks out, get whatever problems he got organized and fixed, and come back after the All-Star break ready to wreak havoc and raise a lot of hell in the NBA. Well, D, let me ask you this. I'm looking at this Anthony Davis scenario with, with this injury. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 they, and they're really talking about this injury a lot, the way they, they were talking about KD with, right. with the strain, with with the calf strain, they said the same exact thing about KD, and then KD came back three weeks later in a playoff game and towards the, and towards Achilles. So, what are we really talking about with him? Is this something that is is, is going to be a a problem? Do they really think four weeks is going to fix this injury that he's dealing with, or is it more to the story? I I don't know why I feel like it's more to what they're saying because when we see Anthony. Davis going out to this game. We didn't see him grabbing grabbing a calf. We see him grabbing at his Achilles. So that's telling me like a calf strain. Like no, like well, don't, well the calf right. the calf is attached to the Achilles. So it's on the okay. same tendon. It's on the same tendon. Understood. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm just like. I don't know. It's four weeks enough time. Should we be risking him longer so we don't have him coming out here and end up doing the same thing that KD did? Nah. The difference the difference between KD injury and AD injury, KD blew KD pulled the calf all the way in that in that what was the Rocket series it was he got hurt in? The Clip so, series. Right, he pulled it all the way. Yeah. So KD could barely walk off the floor. They thought he tore his Achilles then. Okay. But Anthony Davis is being cautious. He's being cautious because even when he stepped on Mark Gasol's foot, 
He just was walking gingerly, even though he was rubbing down at that area. Because you can have a sore Achilles. You can have that. But the Achilles is the most mysterious mystery of an injury in all of sports. When it goes, it just goes, man. There's no science to tell you why the Achilles tendon pops. Ask Kobe, Remember when Kobe went down? Like, exactly, I do. He just went down, bro. He just went down. But I think the Lakers are just being cautious. It's early in the season. Want to make sure AD is healthy. Get him some rehab. Get him, get him strong. Get the pain and the soreness completely out and give it a go. Now, God forbid AD comes back. He's still dealing with it. But I'd rather him sit now than we get deep into the season, get ready for the playoffs, and now we're dealing with this. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, really, I'm just really concerned because they need to handle Anthony Davis the right way. Sure. And I, I believe. And I was just kind of cautious of just the four weeks, you know. I'm sure I'm like at the point now because Anthony Davis is just that important, you know. Sit him, sit him out until y'all know for sure that he's ready to come back. Yeah, like if he's showing signs, if if you you seeing signs that he ain't a anywhere close to hundred percent, he don't he don't need, he don't need to play. And of course, I know when time come and at the end of the season, everybody hurt, everybody dealing with uh, bang. But after LeBron. After LeBron leaves the LA Lakers, this is your future here. Yeah, this is your future here. Yeah, you know. So, um, I know, I know the goal that's important at hand, and I believe the Lakers still are going to win that championship. It's going to be very difficult now with the Brooklyn Nets seeming seeming to seemingly to have some type of chemistry going without KD. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see when KD comes back. How does that chemistry, you know, yeah. how does it become with him on the floor? Yeah, we're getting ready but, to talk um, about them. Yeah, so I'm just I'm I'm just a little concerned about Anthony Davis. But I like you said, probably with the rest over these next three weeks. Right. And uh hopefully they can they can uh they can get back on track, man, because we definitely need it. I think we hadn't seen we hadn't seen one of those runs like we saw last year around February, March time that we was getting from the Lakers, where we was like, oh, man, the Lakers are, are unstoppable. We haven't gotten that yet. We haven't gotten that yet. So yeah. I feel like I feel like we need to get to a point where we can probably try to get on a run and, and get some wins under our belt, man, so we can try to solidify ourselves at this, at, the, at this top. Maybe be one, maybe be two, whatever it may be. But we definitely need to get, on the, get, get back on track. Yeah, yeah. I think all in all, throughout the frustration of the week, the Lakers are still twenty two and nine. They still twenty two and nine. Yeah, yeah. Still twenty two and nine. So you know we're doing yeah, I, pretty I, well, but I don't make it seem like we struggle, like struggling like that. But right, you know, you know what I'm saying, bro. Like as right. far as you know, what we used to see from the Lakers, we not seeing that. You know, and I want to see that. Yeah, just a little adversity, bro. Just a little adversity. Yeah, just a little adversity. But we're we going to be all right. Yeah, we're going to be good. All right, Black. While we're sitting on the Lakers, man, how, how 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 many times have you prayed that we get Boogie Cousins, my boy? Oh, uh, man. Um, <laughs> I've been I, Since I heard the news, I've been praying, praying three times a day. Yeah. I, so. praying, I pray in the morning. You know, I pray in the morning. pray for my family, <laughs> loved ones, you know, my friends. And then I put the prayer out there for David. You know, and... Um, you know, my prayer at bad, bad time the other night, I used to get a prayer, you know, about Anthony Davis. And this morning again, you know, another yeah. prayer, you know, said that the prayers are answered. And then 
I just happened to see some news on Bleach Report today, and it said the Lakers are going all in on uh, on on Boogie Cousins uh, right. to pick him up. So, look like the, I'm, I'm hoping that these prayers are are, are, are helping, and, and it's going to happen. Me and you both, and my boy. I, all, all I all I could do all I could do is think about what you said. The Lakers were the Lakers organization was good to Boogie Cousins. We were, we were. That that has to mean something. It has to, bro. It has and to. I think, I think if he goes anywhere else, I think it's a disappointment on the Lakers' part. Or, or it's a disappointment. It is. Not to come back to Los, Los Angeles because if Boogie Cousins comes to Los Angeles, Mark Gasol, you're going to the bench. And he needs to. He needs to. So, so Boogie Cousins' so, role would be totally right. different this time with Los Angeles Lakers. He yeah, because he's healthy. And I believe that's what Boogie wants. He want to have more of an impact. He want to get that chance with, with Houston, coming off the bench. He wasn't getting that opportunity. And I think he'll have more of an opportunity here with the Lakers because he's going to be needed. He's yes. going to be needed. And we, need, we, definitely, we definitely need his toughness. We need his rebounding. And like you say, he's another big body that can get out and shoot the three. Right, for sure. For sure, and he give you that mid, and give you that mid range and that inside game, and he a dog. And he yeah, don't have to be that. And he a dog, and he a dog. So, you know, we 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 can't we we pray three times a day, man. Yes, hoping, hoping Boogie doesn't, you know, call the Lakers and say, "Look, man, uh, I'm I'm I'm, com- I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get at it. You know, I'm just I'm just waiting to see. I'm looking at my phone." Patiently waiting. Yes, you know Boogie Cousins to the Los Angeles Lakers, and and and, and like I told you when, when it first came out, if Boogie Cousins come back to the Los Angeles Lakers, you can book it for me. For me, you can. Because yeah, I, just just to set it up, man. Him, go ahead. With adding with adding him, you're giving yourself to be more dominant on the inside, and then the Lakers can really use Mark Gasol in the way that you see him offensively. Right. Offensively, you can use his game offensively coming off the bench as well. You know, but Boogie Cousins, I think he can be a tone setter on the inside for the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's what we need. Yeah, the the Lakers got to get this right. They just got to get this done. They got to get this right. We need a presence on the inside. We do not have it. Even when Anthony Davis is on the floor, we do not have a presence on the inside. We don't have a dog. We don't got an animal down there that's going to command respect. The energy is going to be respected. We'll have an enforcer out there, a, a guy who can score. Boogie can still average 15 points in the NBA. He can still he can still get you six to eight rebounds a game, bro. Not if, if not That's 10. That's all from him. If not That's 10. Correct. So, <laughs> so, so the Lakers got to get this done. And if Boogie considers what the Lakers did for him while he was injured, Letting him rehab at the facility, paying him his salary, and giving him a championship ring. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take to get it done, but I'm sure hoping that the LA Lakers get him in because the Houston Rockets, they want to move forward. And I don't blame them. Boogie don't fit what Houston is trying to do. Boogie deserves, Boogie needs to be on a veteran team in competition to try to win something. That Houston Rockets offense, you can't play Boogie like that. That's why he was coming off the bench. That's why he was coming off the bench. So he can be beneficiary to um, the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's a perfect fit. 
he can start for the Lakers and win a championship, be in competitive championship uh, playoff games, and, and, and let's get it going. So, like you said, you know, we praying three times a day around here, maybe even four, <laughs> to, try to, <laughs> to try to get Boogie Cousins back in that purple goal because now it's not a want. It's a need. We need Boogie Cousins in his presence back in Los yes, Angeles. And I got to thank LeBron James. I got to thank LeBron James and Anthony Davis been on the phone with Boogie saying, hey, bro, pack your bags. Get back up here to La La Land, man. Get back up here. Absolutely. I agree. Yes, sir. So, Black, if you don't mind, man, I got to get something off my chest real quick. And we're going to move on uh, to the next time. But I got to get this off my chest. So check me out, man. I'm watching the Miami Heat and Los Angeles Lakers play on Saturday night. Game coming down to the wire. Um, Lakers get a steal. Ten seconds left. Braun bringing the ball up court. As soon as LeBron James makes it past half court, what happens? Oh, here's a trap. There's a trap. You got Kendrick Nunn and you got uh, Jane, uh, 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 Jimmy Butler. Hands up. Trapping LeBron James. And what does LeBron James do? He passes it to a wide open Alex Caruso, who is shooting almost 40% from three. Alex Caruso looked like a deer in headlights. And what did Alex Caruso do? He clanked a three-pointer and the Lakers lose. I go to my social media. And I see the LeBron hate through the roof. I see people left there. Oh, LeBron, he ain't clutch. Oh, LeBron, he can't take the lash. Oh, you don't pass that in that play. I'm sick of y'all, bro. I am sick and tired of the ignorance when it comes to the sport of basketball. Talk about it, D. Basketball 101. When you are <laughs> trapped, you look to your left or your right because there is a free defender and with an uh, offensive player. And with the IQ of LeBron James, he's seen Kendrick Nunn leave Alice Caruso before Kendrick Nunn even thought about it. Kendrick Nunn rushes to the king. And LeBron passes it to Alex Headband Caruso. And he clanked it. LeBron James made the correct play. So you buffoons out there who are out there tweeting, heckling on Instagram, whatever, Facebooking, whatever you doing, I, please do me the biggest favor. And you know what that favor is? I want you to shut up. I want you to shut up because if you do not understand the game of basketball and know that LeBron James 100% made the correct play, do not speak to me. Don't speak to me. Watch what you say to me. When you come talking about that final play against the Miami Heat. Now, I watched that replay five times times just so I can imagine what LeBron James was possibly thinking at that time. Now, would all be it, if Jimmy Butler was on LeBron James one-on-one, I am almost a hundred percent for certain LeBron James takes that last shot. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But he was trapped. And he threw the ball to the free man, and the free man clanked a three-pointer. End of story. And remember, please do me this favor and shut up. That's all I got. But, but do you want to you 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 want to know what we we did? We just see this last year in the playoffs against the Heat. Yeah, we saw it in the finals. Triple, we saw it in the LeBron finals with Danny Green airballing. And he, yeah, and, and, and Danny Green airballed the shot. Yeah. What is LeBron supposed to do? Yeah. What is he supposed to do? You know what, bro? Let me say this, bro. We can go to something else. Yes, sir. But niggas who be speaking on LeBron, bro, them niggas can't hoop, bro. They didn't play no basketball, bro. Yeah. They can't who they don't know nothing about. Like you said, they don't know nothing about the sweet science of the basketball. They bro. do not, sir. They, they don't do know not. Nothing about it. They just think you're supposed to go out there and if you're being triple team, just run through both players like you you out there playing football. Correct. And, and it's probably and it's probably diehard football fans that's speaking on it. Yeah, a bunch of idiots, my boy. You know what? I'm 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 just sick of I'm just sick of this. When is this narrative going to end about LeBron, bro? How long are we going to have to do it? How long are we going to hear until he retires and he's gone, bro? Right. Are we going to always hear about whoa, LeBron didn't take the last shot when he was when uh he should have took that shot when he's triple teamed? Right. When, he, when he's double? Right. What right. He supposed to do? He's supposed to find an open man. And, and, and get the best shot. The best shot is not for him to shoot the ball over two defenders. Correct. Yeah, it's the, it, the it should be common sense. To get the ball to the open man. It should be common sense. Yeah, should be. Common sense. This is this is office. And whoever talking about it, man, y'all shut the hell up. Please. 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 Just shut up. Please. Please. I'm just tired. I'm okay. Tired of it, man. God, yeah. Please, man. Yeah. We'll 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 leave them. We'll leave them where they at, my boy. But I just, I just want to kind of talk about that real quick because it just really pissed me off at the foolishness about that last play of that game. All right, Black, let's move along, oh, man. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets, my boy. The Brooklyn Nets are cooking. They are currently on a very impressive – well, they completed their road trip, and they are on a six-game Winning streak, my boy. Headache home to face the Sacramento Kings on tomorrow night. A lot of impressive wins, man. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Kings, the Suns, the Lakers, and the Clippers on this road trip. Brooklyn is now a half game back in the East. Almost ready to take that number one spot from the Philadelphia 76ers. No Kevin Durant, but man, Black, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and their cat and their supporting cast are really playing some very good basketball. Like you called me last night, man, and you said you were just you, you just had a, a a deep a deep rooted wound in your stomach, my boy. And you yeah, had to get uh, it off. So black yeah, man, um, where you at right now with the Nets, man? You know, I still feel the same D. You know, um usually you know we think what I had, but my stomach telling me something different, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. My stomach telling me, bro, I ain't, you know, I really don't like them niggas like that, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, no, no, bro, no disrespect to what they doing. They are playing, they are playing great basketball right now. It seems like they're getting the chemistry. The, the, the chemistry is coming together with, with uh, they they didn't build a, a chemistry with uh, Harden and Irving. And like I said earlier, it's gonna be interesting to see how it works when uh, Kevin Durant comes back. For sure. But man, 
you you got to respect what they did. They went to the West and and beat three of the top five teams in the West. Yes. You know that's amazing. Yes. They be they beat the uh, then number two Clippers, the num- the number two Lakers at the time, and then they beat uh, the Phoenix. Suns. Who was like the number four or number five seed, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. So those are big wins against against really good teams, top tier talent in the West, man. And to go out on the West road trip and go undefeated, yep, that is that is beautiful without KD, yep, out him, yep. And it's it's like James Harden has James Harden has finally finally found his rhythm and the way he's supposed to be going in in this offense with the Brooklyn Nets, man. And that could that. That could potentially be something uh, very dangerous, but you know it is what it is, bro. Like we we spoke on this, we wanted to see the best out of Brooklyn, right? And we we called for some things to happen, things to happen, and I still want those things to happen. And we we know what those things are, D. And like I said, bro, I really ain't feeling these niggas right now the same way I want them <laughs> in the Clippers, bro. But but the Clippers let us down. I don't think the I don't think the Knicks are going to let us down, my boy. But the Clippers let us down, so. Um, why I say that with the Clippers right now, bro, it's just war. You know, y'all keep doing your thing. It looks great, bro, but when it comes to the finals playing the Lakers, bro, hey, ain't no, uh, ain't no happy smiling faces over here, bro. I don't like y'all, bro, like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. what it is. Like, the same exact feelings I have for the Clippers last year, I got for the Warriors, bro. It's whatever, bro. It's whatever. Yeah. It's I, whatever. So, I think. That's why I said it. That's why I said that with them. They doing great. I, you know, sh- shout out to them on what they're doing, man. They playing right. basketball right now. Yeah, I think with the Nets, man, it's 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 it's, it's the prophecy that's being um, that has already been told when James Harden was sent to Brooklyn. You have three of the most dynamic offensive players in NBA history. This is not the Los Angeles Clippers from last year, and for me personally, the hate for the Clippers came from the NBA telling me that a non-champion non-MVP in Paul George was going to go out there with Kawhi Leonard, who people have put over LeBron James as being the best player in the world, and everybody jumped on that Clippers bandwagon who had never won anything. They didn't do nothing. They put a whole bunch of pieces together, and they have done nothing, and they went home in the the semifinals to the Denver Nuggets, and I think that hate for the Clippers came from everybody just, just being ignorant to the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are better than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I mean, it was that that's what fueled a lot of hate for Lakers fans when it came to the Clippers. This Brooklyn Nets situation is 1,000% different, and here's why. You have two former MVPs on this team. These guys have won MVPs in landslides. You have two NBA champions on this team. Both men pay massive dividends to their teams to win their title. Then you have a brand new offense that is uh, frowned upon in the NBA, but this offense has never had players like this to run it. Then you have a complimentary cast of role players, veterans mixed in with youthful talent, and you're getting this dangerous situation in Brooklyn. You're getting it. And quite frankly, it doesn't bother me that people are now picking their nets to win the NBA championship. And here's why, Black. You have Kevin Durant on your team. James Harden is on your team. And Kyrie Irving is on your team. Why shouldn't they be the favorites, bruh? Why shouldn't they? 
They've won before. They're MVPs. Their head coach is a former MVP two times over. They're clicking. They can score at a clip. They are figuring it out without Kevin Durant. And when KD comes back, Kevin Durant don't need the ball, bruh. He need 14 shots to give you 40, bruh. It's a problem (laughs) out there in Brooklyn. It's a and Kyrie Irving is doing things that we didn't think he would do. My man did a double pump dunk last night, my boy. When have you ever yes, seen that? Did. Never seen it in my Kyrie life. Kyrie Irving is assisting the basketball cross court to a man running down the lane free. We're used to seeing Kyrie Irving jack up three point balls. James Harden is a top. Three-point guard in the NBA. I said it. James Harden is a top three-point guard in the NBA. Do you want to know why? Because he's averaging 12 assists. Yes, he is. While giving you 30. (laughs) Go give me two. Go give me any other point guard that you say are running it. Better than him. You can give me Damian Litter. Okay, cool. You give me Steph Curry. Okay, cool. Give me Luka Doncic. Uh uh-uh. uh. Who else you want to give me? James Harden sacrificed. And James Harden is going to be the reason why the Brooklyn Nets win the NBA championship this year. If they continue on the pace that they're going. Now, I pray on everything in me that the Lakers and Nets make it to the NBA Finals because I'm betting the house on my dog. Oh, okay. I thought you just, it sounded like you just said they're winning a championship. No, I didn't say that. Did you say that? No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I said I said the conversation is valid. It is. It's exactly. way more valid than the Clipper conversation. Very much so, sir. So, all this talk about the Nets, I have nothing to say about it because they deserve the talk. Because they got a different set of tools over there, my boy. They do. And they clicking. So for me, when I look at it, basketball-wise, it's going to be one of the tallest tasks for any team in the NBA to beat this team four times in the series, my boy. Because on any given night, all three of these brothers can give you 30 apiece. That's 90 points. No one else in the NBA is afforded that luxury. So, the Brooklyn Nets came out west and did damage to the top teams in the Western Conference, and now they're headed back home. They're a half game back out of Philadelphia. Black, we'll be doing another show in about six days. I fully expect the the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I totally agree with you, sir, yes. Black, I said we got a show in six days. And the Brooklyn Nets are a half game out of first place. They will be the number one seed in the East when we press record this coming Sunday, my boy. I agree. I agree, sir. And we're not even at All-Star break. So I said all that to say, I am intrigued beyond measure as a basketball fan. I don't miss Brooklyn Nets games. I don't miss Laker games. And I don't miss LaMelo Ball games. (laughs) <laughs> I do not miss Dame Lillard games. 
I don't miss Dame Lillard games. I do not miss Luka Doncic or Steph Curry games. I do not miss those games. Because those are the must-see attractions in the NBA right now. And I'm going to say this, and I hate to say it. The Brooklyn Nets, they're the main attraction right now. So everybody get your popcorn and pull up to the screen, my boy. Yeah, man. I yes, agree with everything you said, but it still is what it is, bro. Yes, sir. You know, it's one team that can beat them full-time, bro. It's the Los Angeles Lakers and King James, my boy. Absolutely. They're the one team that can beat them four times. And I understand the situation. I understand yeah. all what you said, bro, but it's, it's, it's still got to go down, my bro. Oh, yeah, that's for what, sure. That's, for sure. That's, that's, what the, that's what the steam on my part, you know, comes from. It doesn't come from what, what's going on with the Clippers. I just know what it's finna be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got it's you. Finna be, I know it's I know it's finna be war. Yeah. But if anybody can do it, I think LeBron James is up for the task. Of course. Amazing things. Of course. And like LeBron said, now, this ain't the first time we've seen this. Yeah. Are we forgetting about the Warriors a few years ago. That's what he said, yeah. About that. Yeah. You know, we and if it's anybody that can put up with a task like this, I think it's LeBron James. We're going to find out, my boy. We we definitely yeah, going to find it, out. It, it, and if it's a player that can have his teammates ready, knowing that they're going to be down and they don't have a chance against this juggernaut offensive team that we're seeing in, in, in the Brooklyn Nets, LeBron James will get his teammates up to the task and be ready for this. Oh, yeah. I really we, believe that. I oh, really I mean, of course, that. Black. Of course. And as fans and loyalists to the king, of course. But, hey. Yeah. But, hey. Our TVs work really good. It does. Very well. Our TVs work very really well. good. Yeah, I give them they just do, bro. I give them they just do. They are, they are like you say, they they what you want to see on TV right now. If Correct. you're watching the Brooklyn Next, I'm damn sure going to be watching Wednesday night when they play on ESPN because I think they got a big game Wednesday night. I can't remember exactly who they're playing. Oh, uh, the Nets? Wednesday. Um, yeah. It, no, no. You know what? It's not Wednesday night. It's Saturday. They playing. They got Saturday prime time, so they playing somebody big Saturday. Well, night. they play so, Dallas. They'll beat them by forty. Oh man! Yeah, Let, check oh, this out. Man. Yeah, so, these day next four games: Black, Sacramento, Orlando, Dallas, San Antonio, and they go back to Houston on a Wednesday night. James Harden's return to Houston. Mm, Do you, four and no. they, they already on a six game winning streak. Can we say twelve? Can we say twelve? Yeah, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and say twelve. Yeah. Okay, I just want—I just want to make sure you was on the same page with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking when they're going when they're gonna have eight, uh, KD back. You know, well, is he going to come back through these next four games, or they still going to sit him out? <laughs> Ain't no timetable. Let him get healed up. If I'm the Nets, ain't no rush. Ain't no rush. Yeah, you right. Ain't no rush. Ain't no rush. KD don't need the ball. That's the beauty what? of it. He don't need the ball. So we'll see. All right, Black. Yeah, I'm, man. What you got? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just okay. with you, bro. Yeah. Okay. But I'm ready for all that smoke. I'm ready for that for smoke. For sure. Note. For sure. Let's get it on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my boy. I got to ask you something, man. The Boston Celtics, man. I know all year long we've been saying the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic have been the most disappointing team in the National Basketball Association. But I'm here to add another team to that group, and that's the Boston Celtics. Now, Danny Ainge came out and said he's not doing a good job getting a great roster here in Boston. And we saw yesterday, in a great game, by the way, 
The New Orleans Pelicans come back down from 24 in the third quarter to beat the Boston Celtics in overtime in New Orleans. Great game yesterday. A lot of young stars on the floor. But Boston is not doing well right now. Now, I had to go look and see what Boston was. And currently, they are 15-15, and 15, the number six seed in the Eastern Conference. Now, Black, I want to ask My you mind. this. I want to ask you this. Do you feel Boston has been a disappointment? And, and, do you see them even having enough to even get out the second round of the playoffs this year? I think, I really think Boston just trying to still figure stuff out with this roster that they got. I think with, I really feel like with Kimba being hurt all the time he was, um, and, I, and I think, you know, what, well, Marcus Smart had a uh, serious injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he out. So it's been kind of, yeah, it's been kind of difficult with you know just getting Kemba back and then not having your best uh, perimeter defender on your best defender on the floor in Marcus Smart. I think it's really messing up a lot of the things for Boston right now. Um, I think they have. I don't know why Dan Angel would say he needs to do a better job in getting pieces in here. I think Boston has a really good team. And this is this is a team with a few you know changes here and there that's been competing in the East you know trying to get to a NBA final. So I wouldn't say it's the roster. I just think they're dealing with a a lot of injury. You know, finally getting a, a key piece back in Kimball Walker, and you know they're just going through a lot of uh, uh, some injury some injuries right now. So I kind of expect Boston to maybe you know I, I hope they can turn things around. I really do. You know, I hope they can turn things around, you know, in the second half of the season and make that push. But I didn't even know they were six, six seed in the in the Eastern Conference. You know, that's that's horrid. So, you know, the coach, I don't, you know, I don't know what he's doing on his part. He probably needs to, you know, dig deep and try to get some things done. But, you know, I kind of, I kind, I feel like I expect Boston to, to uh, kind of make a move in that second half of the season. I'm pretty. I, I believe that you know Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown boys are, you know, pick 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 it up and you know get Boston back to where they need to be, you know, in the Eastern Conference. Well, you were you were really nice to the Celtics on that one, Black, because I'm not about to be nice. <laughs> the Boston Celtics are a bigger disappointment than the Dallas Mavericks because. The Boston Celtics, even though they are the sixth seed and currently in the playoff hunt in the Eastern Conference, they have a lot more talent than the Dallas Mavericks. Now, you can ask anybody, who do you want, Luka Doncic? Do you want Jason Tatum for the next 10 years? You probably get a, a vote right down the middle. Probably. But Danny Ainge has failed the Boston Celtics, and here's why, Black. I'm going to name a couple players for you, and I want you to tell me if they have ever been Boston Celtics. Anthony Davis. Boogie Cousins, Paul George, nope. Kawhi Leonard. Nope. Has nope. any of those players been Boston Celtics? Never. Well, you know what, Black? They should have. Because Boston has had leverage for almost a decade to get players. And Danny Ainge always says, oh, it costs too much to bring in Paul George. Oh, it costs too much to bring in Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, it just costs too much to bring in Boogie Cousins when Boogie was in his prime. Oh, it just costs too much. Well, Danny, aren't you trying to go for a title? I know you're trying to build around the young boys and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But superstars win championships. Go look at the past champions in the NBA. They've had 
superstars. We put Boston in the NBA Finals for the past three seasons. Black and black, let me ask you. Has Boston played in the NBA Finals? They have not, sir. They have not. So, Danny Ainge, I think your time is up in Boston. Because you let the quality of players of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Anthony Davis, and Boogie Cousins walk right around you and end up in other destinations. Why? Because you didn't want to give up three first-round picks? Why not? But you spent a fortune of $100 million of bringing Kimba Walker. And what is Kimba Walker giving you? He's giving you three surgeries and 15 points a game. Oh, man. I'm a big fan of Kimba Walker, but let's call it spade a spade. And let's call it what it is, what it is. Kimba Walker's not going to be the reason you win a championship. Now, can you can you build around uh, Brown and Tatum? Sure you can, but they won't be enough to win a title. I'm looking at the East right now. Philadelphia 76ers will beat the Boston Celtics in six games. The Brooklyn Nets will beat them in five games. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics will go seven games, and you can flip a coin and tell me who wins that series. <laughs> Boston is far, far, far away, and it's because of Danny Ainge. Black, let me tell you something. Do you know who the Boston Celtics could have on their team right now in the past three years? Who could they still have on their team along with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? You want me to tell you who, who it is, Black? No, uh, I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure who you're going to say, my boy. Paul George and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Do you mean to tell me Paul George, Anthony Davis with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum wouldn't have won your championship by now? Absolutely. I would think so. At least make it to the NBA Finals for sure. Yeah. So, Danny Ainge, if you just so happen to hear this, sir, you're a great legend in the National Basketball Association as a player, former champion, great general manager. You brought Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to Boston. You won the championship, beating my Los Angeles Lakers back in 2006, and it still hurts my heart to this day. But, Danny Ainge, you have done a disservice in your role, sir, because the Toronto Raptors pulled the trigger to bring in uh, Kawhi Leonard and what happened? Championship. The Los Angeles Lakers pulled the trigger and brought in Anthony Davis. What happened? Championship. Those are two players that you could have had in Boston. But now, Danny Ainge, guess what? You're going to go home in the second round again. You're going to go home in the second round. All right, my boy, let's move along. Let's pick up speed a little bit here, man. Let's get to these All-Stars, man. Let's get to the All-Star selections for the starters at least. So we have... um, um, the play, the coaches are going to select the reserves this week. So we're going to get the full all-star teams. So I'm going to go start from the West and then I'm going to go to the East and then we're going to have a little conversation black. So starting in the West captain, leading vote getter, LeBron Raymond James. All right. His eight, his 17th straight all-star appearance. He will be joined by Kawhi Leonard, Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, Luka Doncic and Stefan, excuse me, Wardell Stephen Curry, my boy. In the Eastern Conference, you got the second leading vote getter, Kevin Durant, captain. He will be joined by Giannis Antetokounmpo, MVP leader Joel Embiid, Bradley Bill, and Kyrie Irving, my guy. All-Star game will be held on March the 7th in Atlanta. One day, all events, three-point shootout, dunk contest, all-Star Game. All of this will be taking place in just a matter of three weeks. We're going to get this All-Star festivities. But let's get back to the controversies, my boy. Black, should Dame Lillard be a starter instead of Luka Dockage this year in the All-Star Game? Uh, 
Absolutely. Okay, talk to Absolutely. me. Talk to me, Black. NBA, N- NBA dropped the ball with this. Well, I know, I know. It, I, I'm not sure on what votes matter. The fan votes matter. Or, they matter. They matter. Know, and I'm looking at it like, dang, okay, Luka Doncic is very popular, you know, around the world. Uh huh. So. Is that the reason why he got denied? No. The, no. The coaches and the players' votes matter, too. The coaches and the players. Okay. Okay. But most definitely, Dame Lillard should absolutely be the starter of this uh, in the, in, in, for the Western Conference. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Look, man. Look. I'm going to keep this short and sweet, man, because we got a lot more to talk about on this show. This was the most egregious, disgusting... Turn of events in league history. Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers are currently fifth in the Western Conference, sitting at 18 11. Luka Doncic and the putrid Dallas Mavericks are sitting at 11th in the West at 13. And 15, my boy. Dame (laughs) Lillard is in the MVP conversation. Luka Doncic is is. not. Dame Lillard leads Luka Doncic in scoring, assists, and rebounds. All major statistical categories for a point guard. Dame Lillard leads Luka Doncic. So somebody out there who's listening to this show, please write me in black on Instagram and Twitter and tell us why the hell Luka Doncic is starting over your Dame Lillard. Adam Silver should have stepped in. But you know why he didn't, Black? Because they want so bad for Luka Doncic to be the next face of the NBA after LeBron Raymond James retires. But I, you, do, I could agree with that. But you can't I be the face of the league when you're the 11th seed in the West. You sure cannot. You, you sure are cannot, terrible. Luka Doncic yeah. leads the NBA in turnovers. He leads the league in turnovers. And it, hurt, and it hurts me, man, because I was, I was vouching for Luka, man. It hurts me so. It hurts me so, man, that this has to be like this and Truth is truth, though, Black. The truth is the truth. It is. It is. And for the NBA to get this wrong, this is outrageous. And and I know, ooh, I know Dane Lillard going to use this, even though he can be, like you said, you know, out outside outside of LeBron and uh, they've been saying, indeed, like, you could potentially say that uh, Dane Lillard is the, the front runner for the MVP. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. In my opinion, I think he is. Yes. The stuff that he's been doing, man, he's been, he's literally been closing teams out himself, bro. Bruh. Bro, you, I seen what you seen, bro. Two or three weeks, been closing teams out. Teams get close, here come Dame Lillard to shut the door on you, bro. I see what you see, bro. Shut the door. I see what you see. Door on teams, and 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 for him not to be an All Star starter. Something is wrong with that. You know, you, and you want to know something? I hope when they get to picking these teams, I really hope that LeBron James said, you know what? I may have to pick Dame Lillard number one. 
I would. I would. Have to pick him number one. I would. No brainer. I would have to pick him number one. Anthony Davis, even though Anthony Davis is not going to be playing in this All Star game, Dame Lillard should be the number one pick. It shouldn't be no one else. Should be the number one pick. Either either LeBron or Kevin Durant needs to be picking him number one. Bruh, it is one thousand <laughs> percent egregious. Yes, it it's is. Terrible, yes, it is. It's terrible, bro. It's terrible, bro. Adam Silver shouldn't have let this happen. He shouldn't have let this happen. Now, I get it. Luca got the whole uh, England, London, United Kingdom, or wherever. He got all them people out there voting for him. I understand that. But, bro, you can't be the 11th seed in the West, dog, and lead the league in turnovers, and Dame Little lead in all categories. Like, he lead all them over you, bro. Like, come yeah. on, NBA. Let's clean this up, man. Dame Little should have been the start of this shit. It's ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous. All right, Black. And, and you know what? Go ahead, go ahead. I want to say this real quick before we go. Yes, sir. Shout out to Bradley Bill. For sure. Guy. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Finally. Yes. Finally. Yes. Finally. yes. They, they, they messed up with Luke and Dame, but they got this right. I'm so happy for the Yes. Uh, and he's uh, starting. Bill, man. Dan and he started. I'm so happy for him. Yes. You know, I <laughs> man, this is this is amazing. And, and he deserve it. For him to be for him to be doing this, man. Like this kid is, even though their team is is horrid, you know. Oh my god. He, just, he, he he coming out every night giving giving everything he got. I and now I know that he may not get traded and nothing may happen with him. But man, if something was to go down and. He ends up somewhere else on the contender. Man, y'all better watch out because this kid is playing some basketball. Him and him and Dame Lillard are kind of separating themselves because they the stuff that they're doing night in and night. Every time I turn on my TV, I'm seeing 35 or better from both of these guys. Yeah, no doubt. 35 or better every night. No doubt. Every night. No doubt. So shout out to Bradley Bill, man, on uh, being a what a, a first a first time starter in in All Star. On Bradley Bill, first time starter, if I'm not mistaken. No doubt. As a starter for the All Star game. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt, bro. No doubt. Shout out Bradley Bill for sure. All right, Black, let's go ahead and pick up speed a little bit, man. We're going to go through a couple of these real quick, man. Let's go down to Jackson State University, where our guy, the greatest cornerback ever, not Charles Woodson, Deion Sanders, prime, prime. No, no disrespect, Charles Woodson. If you just happen to hear this, we love you, bro. But look, it's prime. <laughs> It's prime. <laughs> Bruh, Jackson State beat Arrow Waters College 1.5 million to nothing yesterday, my boy. <laughs> beat, beat the local college here in Jacksonville, Florida to sleep, my boy. But that wasn't the story, Black. The story was Deion Sanders. I wish I had the sound queued up, but I don't. Deion Sanders took to the podium said he was pissed, and revealed that he had his items stolen out of the coach's office, watches, cell phone, credit cards, etc. Stolen out of the coach's watches. He had it in a zipped-up bag in the office, and the things were stolen. Only to find in the hour's time that the items were allegedly misplaced. Jackson State came out and said that the items were retrieved, and they were misplaced. Deion Sanders refutes Jackson State's claims and said his assistant, Deion Sanders' assistant, 
saw the items being taken from the office just for them to magically reappear. Now, wow, Black, your head football coach, Deion Sanders, Black school, Jackson State, awful win. Got to go through this, bruh? What's your thoughts on it, Black? Man, I'm uh, I'm in shock. My the thing that's really upset me. Why would the school, why would why would the school come out, you know, and give Deion Sanders a chance and put some faith in him to be the head coach and come out and try to cover this thing up? Correct, correct. This is kind of it's kind of wild to me. This this whole situation, and I correct. love the fact Deion wasn't on board with them covering this up. Like, nah, bro. Like my stuff was stolen. You know, I'm not gonna. You think I'm not gonna believe? You know, my right, basically, his right hand man. Like, right. come on, man. Like, this, this is this is a bad, this is a bad look. You know, for for Jackson State and 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 having Dion there, and the school trying to cover this situation up because this this shouldn't have happened. This right. Shouldn't have been covered up the way that the school is trying to cover it up. I'm totally against what the school did on that, man. Correct. Yeah. Look, man. Somebody got to get fired. Somebody got to get fired. <laughs> Somebody got to lose their job because you want to know why? You can't lose Deion Sanders. You don't want Deion Sanders to wake up and say the hell with Jackson State. Somebody got to lose their job. Now, whoever put this statement out lying, saying that Deion Sanders misplaced his items, they need to be let go. They need to be let go today. Deion Sanders is the most one of the most accomplished athletes in the history of sports. This man took this job for the love of the game, number one, and for the love of his community. His sons are down there. His sons could have went D1. Absolutely. But they are down in Jackson State to do something bigger and better and to the likes of which we've never seen before. So... The print, the president or the council or whoever the hell put this statement out, fire them. Mm. That cannot happen. This is Dion Primetime freaking Sanders. This <laughs> cannot happen. This should not have happened. And the low life scoundrel who took Prime's items should be thrown away in jail. <laughs> Period. <laughs> now, if it was me and I found out who took my stuff, I'm going to raise hell until we get a better resolve than what Jackson State put out there. And that, that's just how I feel about it. That was disgusting. That pissed me off yesterday. That cannot happen, Jackson State. That cannot happen. So hopefully this whole thing gets squared away. Because like I said, you don't want Deion Sanders to wake up one day and say the hell with this. You don't want Deion oh, Sanders bro, to wake up uh, one day and tell his son, hey, go, go ahead and go to Texas, man. Go ahead and pull out and go I'm ahead gonna, and enroll in USC. Go ahead and enroll wherever else that you want to go. You don't want Prime to do that, I'm man. Gonna go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and say it, but he will not be that much longer. 
Wow. He won't be there for long. He may he may make it through this season, but he I don't think I think it's one and done. Before. And that's sad, man. I think it's one and done. That's sad. I think it's one and done. That's sad, bro. That's sad. I hope that's not the case. I hope that somebody, somebody from the up top comes down and gets this right. Gets this because this is this is a we ain't never seen a head coach in any college, to my knowledge, go through this after beating somebody 1.5 million to zero. Mm. So Jackson State, get it together. All right, Black, let's move along, mm. man. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a Indianapolis Colts. Black, what do you think about this? The did the, the Colts get it right? We know Carson Wentz, former offensive coordinators out there, Frank Wright. Indianapolis is a very good team, very good defensively, great offensive line, great running game, got some decent receivers. Black, do you think Carson Wentz gets Indianapolis to the next level? Um, personally, bro. Talk about it. I don't it. know if he can. I don't know if he can. Okay. I don't know if he can. You know, um, I'm kind of happy he's a coach. You know, being a Jaguar fan, I'm kind of happy he's a coach. You know, because Carson Wentz is going to lose you a few games, and I'm hoping those few games be to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, know? talk about it. Uh, so, uh, I they I feel like they gave up a lot for Carson. You think so? They gave up. A, 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 I think they gave up a lot. First okay. round this year. Oh, it's the first round. Hold on. No, no, no. no. It's not a first round. round. No first round. They um, gave up a third round pick and a second round pick that could turn into a first round pick next season. Oh, okay. And I thought the twenty twenty one pick was a first round. No, no, no first round pick. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about it. That. Could well, it could be. It could be. It could be. It's a second it round pick right now, but it could be. But it could be okay. Well, um, then they didn't give up too much. I'm sorry about that, but I just don't, I just don't see Carson Wentz as the, as the type of player, man. That she, I feel like you should just release him. And oh he boy, just hadn't been, he just hadn't been right since you know that major that major injury they got since when they won the Super Bowl. Right. He hadn't been he hadn't been right since then. You know. You know, no disrespect. Before, but that season before he got hurt, he was a guy who was like, "Dang, he gonna win the MVP, man!" Because Philly was killing it. Yeah, he yeah, was killing it. But like you say, he is with his, his he is with his old offensive coordinator and Frank Wright. Right, Frank Wright trusts him. They've been they've been together. They spent a whole lot of time together. So it could potentially be something that works. Do I want to see it work? No, because I'm not a Carson Wentz fan, and he's in the division where my team is. <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is an upgrade from Philip Rivers. I'm not going to say that. Okay. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is an upgrade from Philip Rivers. Um, it could, it could potentially be a, a worse situation than what they had. Philip Rivers got to the playoffs. Could the coach get to the playoffs with Carson Wentz? I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Sure, well, but we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. I- I think it was a safe move for the Colts. I think Frank Wright, Carson Wentz relationship obviously had a great amount to do with this. If Carson Wentz is healthy and he is in a place where he has a good support around him, then Carson Wentz would do well. I can see the Colts remaining 10 and 6, 
make it into the playoffs uh, this coming season if Carson Wentz is healthy. And if the team around him, the defense, offensive line, and all that, you know, is doing well, I, I, I mean, how can they not? They went to the playoffs with Phillip Rivers and all. They beat. They almost beat the uh uh, who did they play? The Buffalo Bills. They almost beat the Bills Buffalo in the playoffs. Bills, yeah. So Carson Wentz, all he got to do is go in there and not screw it up. But it's bad signs already in Indianapolis. Black. I don't know if you heard this earlier today, but Carson Wentz wears number eleven. And Michael Pittman Jr. wears 11, the wide receiver of the Colts. And Michael Pittman Jr. told Carson Wentz to kick rocks. <laughs> he told Carson Wentz, bro, you're gonna have to change, you're gonna have to change your uh, you're gonna have to change your number, dog. That's a bad sign, Black. Bro, that's a sad sign already, bro. Bro, that's a that's bad, a bad sign, sign, bro. That's bro, a bad sign, bro. Oh God. Yep, Michael, Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> Was on TMZ Sports today, and they asked him about it. And Michael Pittman Jr. told dog, "Like, look, bro, I'm locked in on that my eleven. This my number. This what I'm aware, bro." And Carson Wentz was like, "Dang, bro, it's cool. I was gonna change my number anyway, my boy." <laughs> yep. Hey, I bet I bet you Philip Rivers would have got his number. He sure woulda. He sure woulda. So <laughs> when that took place. That made me think, like, man, I mean, is the locker room in Indianapolis excited about Carson Wentz? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know so, I guess let me let me say this. I'm just I'm just looking at something. I know we're moving quickly, right? But man, a, a team like the Colts, you basically got everything what you need. You just ran it off, D. You got yeah. amazing. You got a two headed. You got a two headed monster in the backfield, right? You got a maze, uh, one of the best offensive lines in football. Yes, top two, top, top, top two. You some people say they want they they could be the best. Yeah. Then you got then you got a good group of wide receivers, no standout guys, but you got a good group of wide receivers. Good group. And then that and then that defense has been top five for the past two, two yes. three years, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, two to three years. Yes. You got everything that you need. Yes. Why not go ahead and throw the bank and go get a Get a guy like Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Thing you need, but 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 you know and Houston wasn't going to trade him in the division. And, and you know I, they ain't going to do that. And I knew that. I'm like, man, give you give Houston something they can't refuse because you got everything that you need. Yep, I agree. But the hey, Texas coach have everything they need on the football field except the quarterback, and you put Deshaun Watson in in on that team. With everything that they have, it could be some major problems, my boy. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. But Frank Wright is the head coach. Frank Wright <laughs> is the head coach. And Frank Wright, he's done a pretty good job in Indianapolis since he's been there. But, hey, he Car- Carson he Wentz, has. that's his dog, my boy. That's his dog. Okay. And yeah. I just so ha- I just well, hope that Carson Wentz don't get Frank Wright fired, my boy. I hope he doesn't need it, but, uh, my boy. I'll go ahead and look at the writing on the wall for that, my boy, because that might that may be the uh, what happened. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll stay tuned to that. All right, Black. Let's keep it rolling, man. Cam Newton. Let's talk a little Cameron Newton, my boy. Cam. Oh, Cam. So yesterday, man, I know you seen the viral video, man. Cam Newton was having his camp, and uh, he got into it. Well, 
he was engaging with a young camper who was talking slick out of his neck. And I'm pretty sure everybody has seen the clip. It's running wild everywhere. Social media, go look it up. YouTube, go look it up. And Cam Newton was trying to talk to the young camper about, hey, what did you do today? What what did you win? Did you lose? Cam Newton was talking ball. He was talking, you know, how you talk when you talk ball. But the young camper took it another direction. And he wanted to tell Cam, you know, he, you know, uh, who you play for. You ain't even on the team. You ain't going to be playing. Like, he just really was disrespecting Cam in a very uh, distasteful way, in my opinion. I thought Cam handled that beautifully. I thought Cam handled it the best way that he could, trying to calm down the young uh, kid. The young kid came out later to earlier today and put out this Twitter post apologizing to Cam New and apologized to his teammates and his coaches for getting in the heat of the moment and not handling himself. You know, basically like an 11th grader would who's immature. You know, they're just trying to find their way and you're just not gonna be you're just not gonna be uh, upstaged by anybody, let alone I don't know Cam Newton, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Not even him. So Black, what was your thoughts on just the situation that you've seen with Cam Newton and the young camper? Do you think Cam handled it well? And what do you what do you have to say to that young camper who was talking crazy to Cam Newton? I I think I think Cam uh, handled it very well. Right. And I just want to say to you know these they say the media people who reported this or whatever it may be, y'all just need to shut the hell up on the narrative and talk about Cam when Cam said something about, you know, where's your, where's your father? Right, shut right. The hell up. Cause we need to know where his father's at being disrespectful. We need to know. Yeah. We need to know what this kid's father is talking out of pocket to Cameron News. Right. Right. You know, you, you are in the 11th grade, you're a kid. You should be you should be humble, and then you had account for free. Everything has been provided for you, and you speaking out of pocket for free. For free, you didn't have to spend a dollar. This is all on Cam Cam Newton's tab. Yes, you're not paying for anything. Yes, you were, you were invited. You were invited to this camp because you're one of the better football players in the country in the class that you're in. Correct. So I, I salute Cameron Newton for the way that he handled it. He said nothing wrong. He handled that kid the right way. He did. Now, for my son, when you come back home, we got a problem. <laughs> for sure. We have a serious problem. For sure. For one thing, you, you, you're speaking to a grown man who has paid his dues on the football field, and you should be willing to open your ears and be humble and see what you can learn from this guy. Right. For sure. For sure. That's number one. And listen, man. If you you are a child who's been afforded the opportunity, that means Cameron Newton was able to see your see your see some of your game tape and realize, oh man, let's invite this kid to this camp. I agree. Or let's give him an invitation. You should be thanking Cameron Newton for putting for putting you on that stage, not knowing how big the camp is, whatever. It's still a camp ran by an NFL player who's been one of the greatest quarterbacks that you that one of the better quarterbacks that you have seen in college and in the NFL. Correct. So this kid was wrong for what he did. I'm happy that he came out. Somebody got one of those parents, the mother or the father, somebody got in his ear. Oh yeah, so his coaches. His coaches as well. You were wrong. You were wrong. 
Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I would do as a father if my son was in camp and you know making yeah. a name for himself and kind of realize that, like, son, this is a this is an opportunity. You should be grateful. Yes, learn yes. all you can while you're at this camp. Right. Don't, don't go in that camp speaking out of pocket. And that's yes. what this kid did. But shout out to shout out to Cam Newton man for handling handling that situation in an excellent manner. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna beat the kid up. He's a high school kid. He's a high school kid. And hopefully his coaches, his parents, or his uncle, whoever is in his life, older brother, whoever got with him and said exactly what you just said, Black. Hey, look, man, you got a platinum opportunity here to learn from one of the greatest ever. This man has done everything. Mm -hmm. League MVP, Heisman Trophy winner, been to a Super Bowl, won a national championship in Division II and with the University of Auburn. I mean, he's one of the most decorated quarterbacks in the history of the game. One of the top 100 players in NFL history and one of the most talented players that we ever seen. You need to go in there and learn all you can. Get the energy that you can. Soak it up. Like, do what you can do and learn what you can learn at the Cam Newton camp. Don't be at that, you know, being wild and immature. You know, you might not get another mm-hmm. opportunity, you know, but he's a child. He a child, and for whatever reason, he felt like he needed to bow up against Cam Newton when Cam Newton was just talking to him and asking him, like, bro, what's up? Like, what did you do? Did you win? Did you lose? Did your team win? Like, what's up? So, like I said, the kid came out. He apologized. I'm pretty sure Cam Newton or the camp representatives will get back in touch with the kid and, you know, it's not like he cussed Cam Newton out and, 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 you know, just really, really, you know, showed his butt out there. But at the same time, you can't be that disrespectful when you're coming to a camp for free, getting the exposures that a lot of kids around the country just not going to get. They just not going to get this opportunity. Yeah. So you got to remain humble. You got to go in there to learn. You got to work. You got to practice. You got to really grind and really put yourself in a better light if you hope to get into college, let alone the National Football League. So, Hopefully the kid learned his lesson. Hopefully this can be a major story. Maybe in the next, I don't know, two to three years, we'll see the kid at a university or somewhere, and they'll be doing a piece on him on game day, and him and Cam Newton unpieced it up. So hopefully that that's what take place. But I know if that was my son, if he would have been run to bleed, I said I would have been first, bro, bro, boy, what the hell is your problem? That's what we starting with. That's what we starting with. That's what we starting with. And then everything after that, you know, we'll figure that out. But that, that's my opening sentence to my son. If he down there yapping at Cameron Newton in the way that he was talking. But shout out to Cam, man, for handling that the right way. Yeah, man, absolutely. All right, Black, let's go ahead and transition into some boxing, man. Let's transition into one of your favorite sports, my boy. We had the problem <laughs> return to the ring. This past weekend, Adrian Bronner took on Giovanni Santiago in a snoozer, my boy. So, Black, mm. talk to me, man. Adrian Bronner getting the win unanimously. Me and you took some pretty decent naps during this fight. We are we <laughs> we are very big Adrian Bronner fans. But let's get to the fight, Black. How did you think A.B. looked? And what are your true sentiments on where A.B. is in his career now? Um, well, the fight, like, the fight, like you said, man, it was a snoozer, man. Um, I'm still kind of seeing some of the same things from, from uh, A.B. He's, he's starting slow. He only, he only threw three punches in the first round, and I'm like, Right. This guy's been off all this guy's been off two years, man, and wow. he's coming back. You know, I don't know if it's ring rust. I, 
we've seen people have layoffs and come back and look amazing, you know, but it just he just didn't seem right in the first couple of rounds. And then by the sixth round, it seemed like he kind of got himself together. You know, he started making yeah. his famous little boxing boys when he throw punches. Yeah. You know, land, land, landing his jab, you know, landing that nice uppercut that he had. So yeah. He was landing some punches and getting back into this fight. You know, I I thought the fight was definitely not a unanimous decision, but you know, he he won this fight uh, in a unanimous decision. But I think A I think A B got a lot of work to do, man. I, we we see we seen in the lead up. Well, I seen in the lead up to this fight. Him talking about things are different now. You know, he's made a lot of mistakes. He's matured. Yeah. But you know, I feel like A B is probably kind of still A B. You know, it's always great to, you know, as as sports fans and the fans of AB because we like to see him because he's he's an entertainer. He's probably yeah. one of he's one of the best entertainers in boxing. You want to see AB. So and and I I absolutely forgot that it's coronavirus. So it wasn't no antics in the ring walk or ring walk. So right, <laughs> we didn't we didn't get to see nothing there. But right in the post fight, man, we got to see AB just be AB with with you know with his mouth. So. Um, I think I think him fighting at 140. I don't know if that's a smart move for him. Okay, we shall see because it's a it's a lot it's a lot of good fighters at 140. But that's what he said. He wants to go clean up the division at 140. So you know he's putting high expectations on himself. But um, I think I don't think he needs. I think he needs to take another fight. Being off two years because I would I wasn't very impressed with that fight. I think he needs to take a, uh, take another fight. And get some, you know, knock that ring rust off, and then you know try to challenge some of these names at 140, like he said he wanted to do. But uh, shout out to him for finally getting a, getting the win. It, it's been almost three years since we seen him win last, so you know, shout out to him on getting the win on this comeback fight. Yeah, I mean, the fight was incredibly boring. Uh, huge <laughs> AB fan. Um, I watched the first two rounds, and AB one throwing no punches. Um, uh, Santiago was, you know, moving a little bit, but no, nothing to get excited about. We didn't get no, you know, no big time haymakers. We didn't get no great footwork. We didn't get no combinations really being thrown. Just a lot of ha, 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 ha. Just a lot of that, uh, in the <laughs> ring. I dozed off in the third round, woke back up in the 10th round and it looked like AB was doing his thing. Uh, watch the 11th, watch the 12th, and A.B., like, he was starting to move and, and do some stuff, and he ultimately got the win. But like you said, Black, A.B. got to start quicker, man. You can see A.B. obviously still got talent. You can see A.B. obviously mm-hmm. still can box, and he can really get in there and do some things still in his career. I mean, I think A.B. is, what, 29-4? and four? Like, 29-4 and four as a boxer? Yeah. So... Yeah, not is. a not a not a bad record. Of course, you know, coming out, he's being compared to Floyd. He was getting some really big wins. But hey, you know, in the sport of boxing, man, look, bro, the sport will humble you. And A.B. got humbled, you know, several times. But I just think all in all, it was just good to see him, bro. I'm just going I'm just going to almost take that stance. It was good to see A.B. <clears throat> it was good to see him get a win. And next up, I want to see A.B., you know, with some stiffer competition. I mean, not to disrespect the Santiago dude, but I would like to see AB get another fight much quicker. I mean, it's February, so we would like to see AB fight again this summer and uh see where he is. And hopefully he has made some changes and matured. I mean, you know how life go black. The older you get, you mature. A lot of things happen. You settle down a lot. And fortunately for AB, 
his craft is still in good shape. He can get out there and do some things, but it was good to see him. Hopefully, he takes another fight soon, and uh, hopefully the next time he fights, we can get a ring entrance. We can get some stuff popping off and uh, have a good time watching our guy Adrian Bronner do his thing, man. So just shout out AB, man, for getting the win, man, and coming back to the game. Yeah, man, absolutely. Shout out to AB. Yeah. All right, Black. Potential big blockbuster summer for the sport of boxing. Now, Black, me and you talked a little bit last night, man, and we just talked about some of these potential, potential matchups in the sport of boxing. I mean, you could have a mega fight in heavyweight. You know, we could get some stuff with Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. We could get some stuff with Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. We could get Tank. Uh, versus uh, t- t- what t- what it is? Talifo Lopez, what's his name? Like, yeah, we we we. I mean, Javante Davis and Talifo. We could get some 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 real big fights. So, Black, we know last year it was a great year for boxing. I mean, great year, really great fights, really good competition. So, Black, what do you what are you seeing? Give me your. Let, let's do this. Let's do this, Black. Give me the two fights that you hope to get this summer. If you get these two fights. Your boxing year will be more than enough for you this year. What what two fights you want to see, Black? Well, I re- <clears throat> it's really three fights for me. Go ahead, go ahead. Three. I think I know you said two, but yeah, go ahead. I most definitely want. I de- I most definitely want to see Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I definitely want to see that. I want to see uh, Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford, and the the one that I most want to see out of any of them. Uh, Lopez versus uh, Javante Davis. Like, I believe that fight needs to be made. Like, I want to see that. I want to see that more than I want to see Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. Oh wow! Okay. Because okay. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a fight of two kids in their in their prime. I mean, hungry dogs. Like that fight would be amazing. Not saying that Terrence Crawford and uh, Earl, Earl. I mean, Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence wouldn't be. But it's just something about Javante Davis and Tafimo Lopez, man. These kids got all the good knockout power in both hands. Like, it's yes. a very, very exciting fight and big fight for boxing. Yes. Well, for me, give me, of course, Lopez and Tank. Of course, give me that. Give me Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. Of course, give me that. But the biggest fight that I think can be made because it needs to happen is in the heavyweight division. We have to get Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua to give us one champion in that division. We need, we do, we need that fight. We need it. The one, uh, uh, Wilder Jr. He not in this conversation. I don't want nobody talking to me about Deontay Wilder Jr. He need to go take another fight with uh, Ortiz or somebody and get his get his legs back. <laughs> we need Anthony Joshua. And we need Tyson Fury to unify the heavyweight division. That is the number one fight for me. I want to see that, and I want to see what we get out of it. So you got potential matchups every note everywhere. We we can't forget about our boy Canelo Saru Arrez. Yeah, and a potential yeah. with him and Andre Ward this Cinco de Mayo. That would be a fantastic fight as well. So. A lot of things in boxing. So, Black, before we move off that, anything else in boxing, man, that you just want to roll out, man, uh, for our listeners to know about, man? Yes, man. Just want to say uh, it's a very special day, uh, D. And, and, you know, I just 
seen this earlier today, and I thought I would bring it to your attention. Okay. You know, it's the one-year anniversary when Tyson Fury beat Deontay Wilder today. Oh, my God. So, you know what that means. Tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the iconic, the classic soundbite from Black. Or what did you do in camp? <laughs> anniversary, one year anniversary is tomorrow. So I just had to put that out there, D. I thought that was okay. No, okay. you know, okay. <laughs> that's a very classic moment in sports. sports what what history, did you do boy. in camp? So I just let let that be known. What did you do in camp? <laughs> wow, wow, Black. I didn't even <laughs> didn't even think of that, my boy. Didn't even think of that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, man. Oh. Uh, Boxing, boxing is 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 in really good uh, shape, man. Moving forward, and I hope I hope boxing can get over. I hope boxing can really get to being how they can make these fights. You know? Yeah, man. Like I was talking to you last night, you have guys like Timo Fimo Lopez talking about leaving the promotion he's with, and and he's a he's a, a unification. Cha- I mean, unified champ in the division. And he wants to leave because he's not getting paid enough. Yeah, Bob these Aaron tighten up. We, yeah, these are the type of things we don't want to see. In, these these are the type of things we don't want to see in boxing. We don't get we don't see this in the UFC. No, we you do know, not. We see we see fights being made in the UFC, and that's what needs to happen in boxing. We hear day in and day out on Twitter, social media, these guys going back and forth about they want to want to fight somebody. You know, if I'm a, I'm a, a promoter, I'm like, look, man, let's come to the table and try to get this done. What's what what we need to get this done? If I'm a promoter, me I know me and you D. If we promoters, we gonna get these fights done, bro. Like yeah. what, what what needs to be done to make these fights happen? Because these are the fights that boxing needs. This is what hold. This is what is holding boxing back. So I hope, man, my hope is being a fan of boxing that they get this right this year, this summer, and this fall. They get these fights. They get these fights together, man. And we see some. Some classic fights from boxing because it's needed. Like you say, 2020 was an amazing year for boxing. Yes. Now they 2021 they need to they need to take it up another notch because it is needed in boxing, man. And I'm uh I'm excited about what the future has to what the future is going to be for boxing moving forward this year, man. But I'm excited about this up and coming talent and potential mega fights happening in uh in the boxing ring. Yeah, me too. I just hope we get a great year. I hope we get some mega fights. I hope we get some really big fights. Hope we get to see, honestly, man, if we can't get the big fights, let's let's just get all these guys back in the ring. Spence, Crawford, Tank, uh, um, uh, Talifo, uh, what the name is? To- Tafimo Lopez. Tafimo Lopez, <laughs> Fury, uh, Joshua. Let, let, let's just get these guys back in the ring, man. Hopefully they're against each other. Let's get Canelo back out there. Like you said, Black, potential for a great year for boxing, and we'll see. All right, Black, let's run through the WWE real quick, man, and we're going to get out of here, Black. The Elimination Chamber, my guy, took place last night. We're going to stop by three different aspects last night. Let's go ahead and start off with the shocker last night. The Miz cashing in his money in the bank after Drew McIntyre successfully defended the WWE Championship in the chamber against Jeff Hardy. Uh, What was it, Jeff? Was it Jeff? Who was it? No, it was Sheamus. Uh, 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 it was Sheamus, Randy Orton. Yes. Um, Kevin. No uh, one, Kevin Owens. Ke- 
No, not Kevin Owens. Uh, man. Um, it was Sheamus. Kofi, Kofi Kingston. No, and, it wasn't. Uh, that wasn't. Kofi Kingston was in the chamber. Yeah, he was? He was in the chamber. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we trash. Yeah, we trash. Uh, Jeff Hardy. I mean, yeah, Jeff Hardy. And, uh, man, I can forget my man who did Undertaker last match. I cannot think of AJ his Styles. AJ Styles. Yeah, those. those yeah, we were, trash. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we trash. So the Miz, man, after Drew <laughs> after Drew McIntyre successfully defended the championship. So I got it right here. You got uh Drew McIntyre defeating AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus. The Miz hired Bobby Lashley from the Hurt Business to come out, beat the hell out of Drew McIntyre. Miz cashes in, and he is your new WWE champion. Me and you talk right afterwards, Black. So where do you stand today, man, knowing that the Miz is the WWE champion, man? I'm just disgusted, man. You what, bro? I'm just disgusted. I'm disgusted. Oh. I'm, disgusted. <laughs> I'm disgusted, man. I, I, I went back last night, like, uh, one in the morning, man, and went back and looked at it, and I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? But, you know, like, we talked last night, you know, and... Uh, right. Saying how you kind of, you said you kind of expected it, but I did. Uh, shout out to the Miz, man. He's he's the only person in WWE to hold money in the bank and you know successfully cast him in and win a title. Yep, he beat, he beat Randy. He beat Randy Orton. Okay, the first time I sit on Instagram too, and then he just beat uh, Drew McIntyre. So he's the only one to uh, successfully. We uh turning his uh money in the bank and win the title. So shout out to the Miz, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was so disgusted with it, man. Like you was disgusted because, with it, bro. Yeah, I, it, it kind of made me sick, man, because I wanted to see that belt stay on McIntyre. Because you took it off Randy Orton. I mean, you took it off the Fiend, and you took it off uh. Well, Fiend was on SmackDown, but you took it off Randy Orton and gave it back to Drew McIntyre, which. I thought they should have let Randy Orton hold on to that belt for a while. Right. Kind of uh, build something up leading to WrestleMania. But now you're putting it on the Miz. So are we going to let Miz hold on to the belt to WrestleMania? No. Or are we going to give it back to McIntyre at the next pay-per-view? Like, I'm just interested to see what happens with this belt before WrestleMania gets here. Me what? personally, I would I put the belt off Drew McIntyre because you need you at the point now where you got to build something up with Drew McIntyre heading into WrestleMania, and we haven't gotten that. So I don't know what, you know, what stops uh, Triple H and uh, the creative team are going to pull out to with these matches, but, you know, I wasn't too excited about the Miz cashing in at the end on Drew McIntyre because I wanted to see the belt stay on them. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not upset about it. I mean, they need to spice it up. I mean, they got one more pay-per-view to WrestleMania, which is Fastlane this month. Not too upset. Miz got to cash it in. You can't have Miz run around with that thing around WrestleMania time. There's a lot of elements in here. You got Bobby Lashley now. I'm currently watching Monday Night Raw. So you got Bobby Lashley. And I like what they done with Lashley. You know me, bro. I've been dogging Bobby Lashley for the past, I don't know how long. I mean, I gave him the nickname Trash Bobby Lashley, my boy, for a long time. But... <laughs> 
I really like where he's at now. I think they did a remarkable job creating this stable with the Hurt Business with MVP, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and uh, uh, Bobby Lashley. And I think Bobby Lashley is in prime position, man, to really get some shine here going into WrestleMania. He's paid his dues. This man has been in WWE almost 15 years. So he's paid his dues. So if they can build on this, let the men's have the belt for a couple weeks, get the fast lane, maybe get it off of them. I went mind seeing Bobby Lashley going into WrestleMania versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I went mind that. That'd be something different because we got the main event. We got Edge. We got Roman Reigns. That's the main event. Drew McIntyre has not reached main event status yet. He hasn't. Roman Reigns is the top dog. He is. So... Roman, so uh, Drew McIntyre, he getting into me. I don't want to see Drew McIntyre beat the hell out the Miz, bro. I don't want to see that. I don't. I'd rather see Bobby Lashley beat the Miz, take the title from him, and move on to WrestleMania to face Drew McIntyre, where ultimately Drew McIntyre will most likely get the belt off Bobby Lashley. So we'll see how it goes. Um, the Miz is a He's a vet, bro. He's been in the WWE for a long time. So a lot of people got something to say about it. But look, dog, the man's has paid his dues. He's one of the biggest stars outside of the ring as well as in the ring in the WWE. So it kind of makes sense to shake it up right before WrestleMania. Like you said, get Drew McIntyre built up a little bit before we get to uh, the granddaddy of them all. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into the second chamber match. You had Roman, excuse me, you had um, Daniel Bryan defeat Cesaro, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn to earn a shot to face Roman Reigns, which Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan. And I hate how they did Daniel Bryan. That was terrible. That's terrible how they did Daniel Bryan. Let him get his brains beat in by Reigns. Just destroy. How did you feel about Daniel Bryan just going out like that to Roman Reigns, bro? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see it live. I went back and watched it, and I remember. You know, I'm, you told me last night. You was like, "Bro, I'm so disgusted by how they did." Disgusting, Bryan. But man, looking at it, man, I was like, "Man, that's awful, man." Yes, that's awful. This man, this one elimination chamber, and then y'all want to automatically put the match in with him and Roman Reigns. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Disgusting. And Roman Reigns is. Beat this man to a pope. I'm like, it wasn't <laughs> disgusting, bro. You wanted to watch, man. Then Brian had to went through that gauntlet of the elimination chamber, and then just got destroyed even more, man. Yeah. The uh, match with Roman Reigns. So I'm, I, I wasn't pleased by that. WWE really dropped the ball on that. I think it could have. I think it could have really been something. Really intriguing with Daniel Bryan because you kind of been speaking on Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Maybe his last Raw. You know, if they would have made it a match like later in the night or something. Right. Why not do that? Yeah, but they they did Daniel Bryan so wrong on this, man. Yeah. yeah. WWE definitely, definitely dropped the ball on. Yeah, I didn't like that. Match. Daniel Bryan, he didn't deserve that. I know they got one more pay per view, but I mean, he didn't deserve that, bro. So we'll see what happens. All right. Last but not least, man, Edge. Roman Reigns, Universal Championship, WrestleMania. Tell me how you feel, Black. It's been some backlash. A lot of people want to see youth, youth, the youth movement. Some people really have some negative things to say about Edge getting this opportunity to main event WrestleMania versus uh, Roman Reigns. I know me and you feel, you know, nothing like that. We're elated to see Edge get this opportunity 
and to see what he could do against the top dog in the game right now, which is Roman Reigns. Me, I'm personally excited for this. I think the buildup is going to be great. Edge is um, just doing really well in his return. Roman Reigns is on fire. I love the heel change, the head of the table nod. It is great. It is great. And I think these two are going to put together a great program and give us a hell of a match at WrestleMania. Black, what are your thoughts for the main event at WrestleMania? Roman Reigns, Edge, Universal Championship. Where you at with it? Well, first let me say this to the to the people who have something to say about Edge getting his shot. If you're real WWE fans, man, when Edge first came back in the Royal Rumble, we everyone that was a true fan was in shock. We didn't expect it. We didn't expect it to see Edge at the Royal Rumble, and we were thinking maybe it's just something that we're just going to see Edge at the Royal Rumble and right. that particular could be. But no, he started this thing with Randy Orton, and it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. At last year, WrestleMania one of one of the one of the best fights of of WrestleMania last year was him and Randy Orton. Correct. And Edge didn't look bad. He still looked good in the ring. He can perform. Yes. Edge Edge deserves this opportunity that he's getting. Yes. Edge, I know he's you know he's the older wrestler, but. Edge hasn't looked bad. We haven't seen nothing to say Edge don't belong in there. We haven't seen that from Edge. Correct. Since he came back at the Royal Rumble. And I believe him fighting uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I definitely expect this to be uh, the main event headline for, for WrestleMania. Yeah, no doubt. The build-up this is going to be crazy. Like, I'm not going to miss a SmackDown. Him, I'm yeah. not missing another SmackDown. For sure. I might miss a Raw, but I'm not missing a SmackDown. <laughs> Well, I don't think you're going to be missing that many rows with The Fiend making his return, my boy. So I think you'll be locked in either way. (laughs) Yeah. I believe this is going to be a classic, man, because uh, Randy, I mean, uh, Roman Reigns and Edge are two of the better performers in WWE. No doubt. You know, and I I expect this to be really good. And I wouldn't be shocked if they took this belt off Roman Reigns and gave it to Edge. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked because. Edge is not a bad performer. He he's shown us that he still has it. Being an old being uh, an older wrestler, so shout out to Edge man for picking Roman Reigns. It, and this is what we expected anyway. I just I didn't want to see Edge fight Drew McIntyre. I don't think that would have been very exciting. I wanted to see him fight Roman Reigns. Right. This Same is, here. That I that I that I wanted, and we get it. Yeah. Same here, Black. Same here. I think they got it right. I think the build-up for this match is going to be incredible. They got they got two months to do it, so WrestleMania is like April 5th, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, Black Man, that's pretty much going to wrap up everything, man. Before we get out of here, man, you got anything you want to get out to our listeners, man, before we get out of here? Yeah, man, just want to say I appreciate all the love and support from all the listeners, man. Y'all rocking with us at, at the Sports Desk with Deuce Lunch in a whole, man. We appreciate all the love. Black will be back with my mans. I will be back, man, in the <laughs> building with my man. Yes, sir. Week, man, I will be back. But, you know, uh, just appreciate all the love and everything. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. I just want to say, man, I, I enjoy doing what we doing, my boy. You know, talking about sports and doing it with my brother is uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. I'm truly blessed, so I Absolutely. appreciate everything, man. Yeah, same here, man. Same here, man. All right, Black Man, uh, we'll get I, – well, I'll catch up with you in a little bit, man. I'm going to hit you up, man, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. All right, 
All right, man. All right, my boy. Yo. All right, man. So that was our guy, Black, man. Black was, uh, you know, holding it down. Like I said, he uh, welcomed a brand new baby boy into this world, man. But Black will be back in studio soon. But before we get out of here, man, you know, we got one thing and other news to get to. Had some other things, but we kind of uh, getting close to that time mark, man. But uh, it was a great Michael Jordan's birthday. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, all right, turned 58 years old this past week and you know just want to be respectful i know we have a lot of fun talking lebron and jordan but in all seriousness this is this man changed the dynamic of not just basketball but he changed the dynamic outside of it pertaining to the jordan brand and the sneakers and the way mike walk you know the way he played the game the style that he introduced with the jury the two gold chains the way he wore his sneakers the way he wore his socks the way he chewed gum mike is just one of these uh extraordinary uh just forces out here in the world and uh you know we'd be remiss if we didn't you know say happy birthday to michael jeffrey jordan and you know i'm a big fan of jordan brand i have a bunch of air jordans and um you know it's it's my favorite shoe line i mean i don't i just don't see myself not being a jordan fan uh when it comes to the sneakers i'm a jordan fan basketball wise too but you know it's the sneaker thing and if you want to hear me talk about sneakers go to youtube right after you listen to this and go to reduce lunch uh channel at rl tv and uh pull up show and tell a secret conversation you'll see me on there uh talking about some hair jordans man got about 21 episodes uh on there so yeah definitely want to pay some respect and uh some homage to uh michael jeffrey jordan all right, man, so we're going to get out of here, man. Had a great show. Hope y'all enjoyed it, man. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Hit black at uh, ENL3black on Twitter and, inst- and uh, Instagram. Hit me up, Dedrick Hicks Jr., Twitter, Instagram. Hit up the Reduce Lunch Sports page. I know we suck on our page on Instagram. I know it's terrible. I know it is. But we're going to get ready. We're getting ready to do something about that uh, in the coming weeks, man. So y'all drop a line. Let's talk sports. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You got beef? You got love? It don't matter, man. We love talking about sports. So let's get with it. So until next week, man, you guys take care of yourself. Be cool like there. And uh, we'll chop it up very, very soon, you guys. Lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? The sports desk.